Sam Sports Podcast. We're back, and I'm talking about Super Bowl 50. Woo! Hell of a game. Did everybody see that game yesterday? If you didn't, let's jump right into it. I want to talk about this exciting game. Very, very exciting. The Denver Broncos. Peyton Manning, Denver Broncos, Von Miller, Demarcus Ware, Danny Trevathan, Brandon Marshall, Demarius Thomas, C.J. Anderson, all of them. Gary Kubiak, John Elway, Pat Bull, and the whole Denver Broncos organization will be hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. It is the third in their franchise's history. Hell of a win. Hell of a win. This was a great, great Super Bowl. I think it was certainly one to be remembered. It was a defensive showcase. The final score being 24-10 to Denver Broncos holding the Carolina Panthers super hot offense to only 10 points in the course of this Super Bowl. This game had a lot of excitement, had a lot of close plays, but the real stars of this game was the defense. Defense, 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 defense. Carolina's defense and Denver's defense. They were the stars of the show. That was the highlight of the game, and that's what we're going to talk about right now. So let's jump right into it. Let's talk about this game. As I, I'm going to be the first one to say, I'm eat my words. I picked the Panthers like many of the other people out there. I picked the Panthers. They felt like a juggernaut coming into this Super Bowl, and I thought they were going to steamroll the Broncos. Well, I didn't think they were going to steamroll them, but I definitely thought that they were going to be in control of this game and that their presence on the field was really going to intimidate and impose its will on Denver, and boy, was I wrong. I was wrong, wrong, wrong. I picked the Panthers to win, and I was wrong. Denver Broncos... Their defense, Von Miller was the MVP of the game. He had two forced fumbles, big, big forced fumbles in this game. And really, I think what you really saw was that this game ended up being the wily veterans, the older players who'd kind of had. Now, listen, Von Miller's not an old player, but defense wins championships. You had a nasty, tenacious Denver Broncos defense that just came in with an excellent game plan, and they got the Panthers' offense on uh, backpedaling on their heels from the very beginning of the game, and it just kind of rolled all the way down from then. Neither one of the offenses were really amazing or impressive. They both had flashes during the game, but it was it was the Denver defense. Here, I'm going to jump in just a little bit right now. So let me articulate a little bit to you the taste of the game and how it was flowing. So right off the bat, uh, Panthers win the coin toss. They defer. Denver Broncos get the ball. Now, the first drive for the Denver Broncos, they actually are able to move down the field. And kudos to Peyton Manning. There's a couple of things in this drive that really stick out. First play of the game, he throws an 18-yard pass to Owen Daniels. So right off the bat, he gets a first down. He's moving the ball. He has a six-yard pass to Emmanuel Sanders. They get to third down. He makes a 22-yard completion to Andre Caldwell. These were a couple of big pass plays by Peyton Manning against this good Panthers defense. So right off the bat, you had to give credit to Denver with some good offensive strategy to get the first drive going. Now, they don't get into the end zone. Because as we see at the beginning of the game, which kind of becomes a foreshadow for the rest of the game, this was a defensive game. So the defense stalls the drive, and Denver comes away with a field goal. So it's 3-0 Denver. Now, this is where you you started to see some cracks in the armor here. Carolina gets the ball right off the bat, and they go three and out, and they have to punt it. Okay, so this Carolina offense, which has really been able to move the ball all throughout the playoffs gets stopped. Now, this is not something, you're not, you, you know, warning signs are not, bells are not going off yet. The thing that really stuck out is that 
uh, the defensive line for the Broncos were able to stop the running game of Carolina. Carolina's running game, Jonathan Stewart, Cam Newton, the read option, the threat of the run. This has been one of their most dangerous weapons all season, and the Broncos' defense came in and really, really put a stop to it. That first drive of Carolina, Jonathan Stewart tried to get some action on first down, and he couldn't get anything. They ended up going to fourth and one. Riverboat Ron doesn't go for it because it's the beginning of the game. He punts it away. Now, this is where you see Denver, or this is where you see the Carolina Panthers defense also putting on a show. Peyton Manning gets the ball out. They go three and out. They go three and out right away. C.J. Anderson gets stuffed on third down. So the run defense for the Panthers is there as well. And it starts to turn into this defensive, a little bit of a defensive game. Now, this is the first quarter. This is the biggest play of the game. Or not the biggest play of the game. The most exciting play of the game so far. This really shifted the momentum. Not the momentum, but the, the feeling. Everything sort of shifted over to Denver's side when this play came out. Carolina's second drive of the game. It's three downs, and on the third down, Von Miller gets in the backfield, strip sacks Cam Newton, and they recover the ball in the end zone, touchdown Denver Broncos. It was beautiful. Von Miller just beat Mike Remmers around the side. He just beat his man, got in there, and got a hand on Cam Newton right off the bat. It's 10-0 Denver Broncos. Now you're really like, oh my goodness, things are not going to plan at all. Carolina has to then get the ball back, and they can't get down the field. They, they get the ball back after this touchdown. They go seven plays. There's a couple of decent plays. Um, Mike Tolbert ends up fumbling the ball, but he gets his fumble back. I'm mentioning this now because you're going to hear about Mike Tolbert fumbling the ball later in the game as well. And then on third down, Cam Newton gets sacked. He gets sacked. However, they get a first down because Aqib Tlaib has a pass interference penalty. So on this costly third down, when Cam Newton gets sacked by the Broncos' defense, they get an automatic first down on a penalty. You know what happens? Doesn't matter. After they get this penalty, they go three and out and they punt it away. The Denver Broncos' defense was controlling this game. Cam Newton just slowly and slowly started to get more frustrated. He couldn't get anything going because after that atrocious touchdown, and then a drive that doesn't really go their way. They get a couple of penalties. They still can't get down the field. Denver Broncos get the ball back, and Peyton Manning goes three and out. He gets sacked on third down, and then the the Panthers get the ball back. So it's still a 10-0 game, and now this is when the Panthers probably have their best drive of the entire game. It's nine plays. They go 73 yards. Um, Cam Newton hits Philly Brown for 20 yards. Cam Newton scrambles for two first downs in this drive. Um, He's able to hit Greg Olson on third down for 19 yards. And finally, Jonathan Stewart runs it in for the one-yard touchdown. So the game is 10-7 at this point. You're like, all right, listen, there's been some miscues early on in the game. There's been some sloppy play on the part of the Panthers At least it's a close game now. Now we're back in it. And the Broncos get the ball back. Peyton Manning goes three and out again because as you know, prolific as Peyton Manning has been, I've mentioned before, he doesn't move around that well. He doesn't throw the ball that well anymore. So even though there was this shocking defensive uh, play by the Broncos early on that shot up 10-0, Carolina has a good drive. They make it 10-7. Peyton Manning goes three and out. You're starting to feel like it's okay. Like, all right, you know, Carolina – they just gotta they gotta get their mojo back. They gotta get a cup, they gotta get put these bad plays behind them and keep moving forward. Now, Carolina gets the ball back. They go three and out. Ted Ginn gets sacked on oh, this is the one where they do a uh they do a flea flicker to uh to Ted Ginn, 
who's going to throw a touchdown pass, and he ends up taking the sack on second down. The drive goes nowhere. They punt it away, and now this is a very interesting play. The punt returner, Jordan Norwood, for the Denver Broncos, he kind of calls for a fair catch. It's not He doesn't actually do it, um, but the Panthers defenders kind of think he does, and when he catches the ball, they don't really tackle him that hard because they think it's a fair catch. He ends up running away from the defenders and returning the punt 61 yards. It puts the Denver Broncos in the red zone, that punt return. This is a huge punt return in a game that is marked by defense and field position. That's something I said in the, in the breakdown before the game started. I said this is going to be a game of field position. A punt return of 61 yards is a big difference maker. The Denver Broncos, they get the ball in the red zone. They're on the 14-yard line. They can't move the ball at all because you know what? The Panthers' defense is still pretty damn good, but they're close enough that they're able to kick a field goal. So now they kick a field goal. They're up 13-7. And remember I said in a defensive game, Every point matters. So getting a field goal, getting some points on the board, even in a stalled drive like that, is critical. So they go up 13-7. The Panthers get the ball back. This is where it really, really started to hurt for the Panthers. Cam Newton is doing whatever the heck he can. He scrambles for 14 yards on first down. On second down, there's a face mask penalty. They're actually getting another drive going. If they score another touchdown, they take the lead. Mike Tolbert fumbles the ball. Mike Tolbert rushes for a first down, and he fumbles the ball. It pops right out. I think it was, oh, maybe it was Danny Trevathan or T.J. Ward. I think it might have been. Um, I think it might have been Danny Trevathan who just poked it out of Mike Tolbert's hands. And so Mike Tolbert, with his second fumble of the game, this one actually is a turnover. Broncos get the ball back. This is the this is the drive where the Broncos start ripping open the running game because the Panthers haven't been able to run all game. The only person who's running for the Panthers is Cam Newton with that read option. Denver Broncos get the ball back. C.J. Anderson rips off a 34-yard run on second down. They get, into, they get into scoring territory, and you know what? Peyton Manning throws an interception. Panthers defense, Broncos defense. Defense was the name of this Super Bowl. I haven't seen a Super Bowl in a long time that has been uh, littered with so many defensive highlights. Manning threw a it wasn't a it was not a very pretty interception. It was definitely you probably have to look at Manning and say what the heck were you thinking there? But they pick him off. But my point is turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Panthers turn the ball over. Peyton Manning turns the ball over. Panthers get the ball right back, and you know what? They go three and out. This is another example of the Broncos' defense imposing their will and slowing down these drives. These third-down conversions to Greg Olson, the, the big runs on first down that the Panthers have been relying on just was not there. Von Miller, DeMarcus Ware, Brandon Marshall, this defensive front was all over the Carolina Panthers' offensive line all game. Wade Phillips changed his looks. That typical 3-4 defense that you saw him base package that he was working out of, you didn't see that for most of the game. You saw him put five guys in the line of scrimmage. You saw him put um, six guys in the line of scrimmage sometimes. He blitzed in this game more than he blitzed last week with Tom Brady. Here's a little highlight I want to tell you about Wade Phillips and his amazing defense. Last two weeks ago in the AFC Championship game, he barely blitzed at all. All of the pressure he got on Tom Brady was with rushing three, maybe four defensive linemen. Okay? So he and which is a way of saying, hey, we don't think you're gonna run the ball. We think you're going to throw it, which was true because Tom Brady and the Patriots barely ran the ball. They threw it all the time. And it w- played right into the Denver Broncos' defensive schemes. Now, in this game, 
it's the opposite situation. The Panthers love to run the ball and love to run it a lot. So Wade Phillips stacked the box, put a lot of guys at the line of scrimmage, and then started blitzing like crazy. I think he blitzed more in this game than they did all season. And what that did is that forced Cam Newton to throw the ball. It forced him to throw to Kotchery and throw to Ted Ginn and Philly Brown. And you know what? When, it ne when they needed it most, they were dropping the ball. Jericho Kotchery had two big, big dropped passes in this game, one of them that could have gone back for a touchdown. Uh, Philly Brown had a couple of costly drops in this game. Ted Ginn had a couple of big plays, but also a couple of costly drops in this game. So it's really a comment on how good Wade Phillips is and how amazing his defense is. This was truly number one defense in the league, and they showed it. Defense wins championships, and they won in this game. And just, I mean, slowing down the Panthers at every step of the way. So here, let me get through this. Panthers go three and out. Broncos go three and out. There was a lot of three and outs and punts in this game, and it was all marked by defensive play, exciting defensive play all game. And even in the two-minute warning of the first half, Carolina Panthers go down the field. They get a couple of conversions. Cam Newton has got to scramble, I think, on two-third downs, but he ends up getting sacked to tick out the half, and that's how the half ends is him getting sacked. They get the ball back in the first half because they deferred at the beginning of the game. Panthers get the ball. They go down the field. There's a couple of good plays. They've, he's got a 45-yard pass to Ted Ginn. He hits Ted Ginn again for another first down. Jericho Cotchery has a costly third down drop, and they have to kick a field goal. Graham Gano misses the field goal. He kicks it to the right, and it bonks off of the upright. He misses a 44-yard field goal. Another just piece of luck that is not going in Carolina's favor. Everything that could be going against them is. Broncos get the ball back, and they actually, Peyton Manning, Here's one of the few times of the game where he is able to put together a nice drive. Peyton Manning has two pass plays in this drive to Emmanuel Sanders, one for 25 yards and one for 22 yards. It's enough to get them into field goal range. They kick a field goal, and now the Broncos, as I said before, in a defensive game, every point, every possession, every field position matters. So they get he doesn't score a touchdown. He, does, he kicks a field goal. He puts the Broncos up 16-7. to seven. It's at least extending the lead so it's a two-score so two game. Panthers, holy moly. This is when it's just the wheels are coming off the wagon at this point. Cam Newton starts the drive out really well. He has a 42-yard pass play to Philly Brown. And then on second down, he throws the ball to Ted Ginn. It bounces out of Ted Ginn's hands. It's intercepted by T.J. Ward. So he throws a pick. T.J. Ward is returning the interception. He gets hit. He fumbles the ball. And the ball is recovered by the Denver Broncos. It's that another moment where anybody could have recovered the fumble and the Denver Broncos retained possession. If the Panthers retained possession, they would have been in the red zone and they could have scored a touchdown and made it 16-14. But instead, Cam Newton gets picked off. They fumble the ball. The Broncos retain possession. And it, it still doesn't matter because the Broncos don't get any points out of it. They... Um, C.J. Anderson rips off a big run of 13 yards, but after that, they go three and out, and they punt. And then Panthers get the ball back, and instead of actually marching down the field and putting together a good drive, they have several offensive penalties. They've got a few false starts, and they punt the ball away. All of these opportunities when they could have stepped up and actually made an impression on the game and put some more points on the board, Denver Broncos' defense was just there to silence them. And it didn't matter. Broncos get the ball back. 
Uh, Peyton Manning, again, has a nice pass to Emmanuel Sanders. I called this my prop bets. Emmanuel Sanders led receiving for the Denver Broncos, and he had a great game. Now, something to mention is that in this drive, once again, turnovers, defense. The Carolina Panthers' defense gets Manning to fumble the ball twice. He fumbles the ball once, and he falls on it, recovers it. Two plays later, he fumbles it and actually turns the ball over. So those are two key instances in this drive where the Panthers' defensive line was able to get into the backfield. And I think it was Coney Ely who, uh, who stripped him and was able to recover the fumble. Coney Ely was also the same guy who picked off Manning earlier in the game. So it's not like Manning's play was breathtaking or better than Cam Newton's. It's not like either one of them played better. It's really the defenses played better than all of the offenses in this game. That was the real storyline. But it still didn't matter. Cam Newton had the ball. He, you know, they they actually, this is the only other drive where the Panthers were able to move the ball and not turn it over. Uh, Cam Newton has a couple of great first down. He has a first down pass to Funchess. De- Jonathan Stewart rips off a first down. And they actually kick a field goal. They're able to put 10, they're able to put some more points on the board. At this point, I believe the score is 16 to 10. And now Denver Broncos go three and out. Carolina Panthers go three and out. Denver Broncos go three and out. Are we seeing a trend in this game? Defense, 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 defensive linemen, middle linebackers pushing and posing their will on the offensive line. That was this whole game. Carolina Panthers. Now, Cam Newton has the ball, third and nine. He fumbles it away. Fumbles it away. Von Miller, for the second time, strips it out of Cam Newton's hands. He does it in the first quarter, and he does it in the fourth quarter with the game on the line. With the game on the line, Cam Newton needs to get down the field. It's third down. He needs nine yards. Von Miller gets in the backfield, and Cam Newton, is he's reaching back to throw. Von Miller just poke, whacks his arm and knocks it right out. It's the same thing that happened with Manning. When Manning fumbled it, He's reaching out. Coney just knocks it right out of his hand. Same situation. Cam Newton fumbles it. DeMarcus Ware falls on it. And the Broncos get the ball back in the red zone. They spend a couple of plays. They C.J. Anderson rushes in for a two-yard touchdown. They go for two. Peyton Manning passes it to Dante Fowler. They go up 24-10. And pretty much the game's over. I mean, it was the Broncos, their veteran leadership. Like, all these little things about being veterans, about being there before. Even Peyton Manning... You know, even though his play didn't stand out, I mean, Peyton Manning's numbers are nothing to shout at. He had um, 13 completions, 23 passing attempts, 141 yards, and an interception and a turnover. He had two tur- and a fumble, two turnovers, and threw for 141 passing yards. But he, all he needed to do was just get those plays when he needed them. Whereas Cam Newton had three turnovers, two fumbles of his own, an interception. He threw for 265 yards, but he also led the team in rushing. I mean, the fact that Denver stopped the running game of Carolina was a huge marquee in this game. Jonathan Stewart got hurt in the beginning of the game, so he did finish the game, but there was a quarter or two where you saw Fozzie Whitaker and Mike Tolbert carrying the load. There was also a chunk of time where Cam Newton rushing for 15 yards or 16 yards was the only way that the Panthers could get a first down. I mean, they just were stopped at every step of the Every step of the way, the Broncos had an answer for this Panthers offense. They were not going to be fooled one bit. Greg Olson, listen, he was there. He had four catches for 41 yards. But, you know, there were big plays that he could have made or, or you know, the Panthers would have wanted to get him open. They couldn't get him open. 
Broncos defense was all over him. There was no daylight out there for passing lanes, and the running game had nowhere to go. I can't tell you how many you know rushes for no gain or one yard that the Panthers had in this game, and it was all about Von Miller and Demarcus Ware. These guys, they played so well, so well. I mean, just in the backfield all day and and tricking him. I mean, the, the looks that Wade Phillips was putting together. I mean, you saw DeMarcus Ware, you know, coming around the edge. You saw him then swipping, uh, slipping back to the left-hand side and cutting in through the B-gap for, an you know, an open sack. I mean, this was the name of the game. It was like a showcase for the defense. It was so beautiful. And to, to see them just control the game from start to finish. And I mentioned this. I was speaking to my father uh, just earlier today, and I was saying, in basketball, when you get to the playoffs, it's a lot about matchups. Okay, if you've got great players and during the regular season, you you're able to squeak by and get a win or maybe there's a defensive player or another player who's better than your guy. But you know what? As a team, you buckle down, you put together and you're able to kind of win that competition. Now, in the NBA, in the playoffs, when you go to the finals or the conference finals or you're deep in the playoffs, if you've got one weak link on your team, if you've got one guy who can't guard as well as the other guys, the playoffs is when it's going to be exposed. That's when it's going to come out to everybody on national TV that you really can't guard the other guys as well as, as well as they thought you could. And that's what happened here, okay? As amazing as the Carolina Panthers have been all season, they've done everything well this season. They, they came in with the best offense. Um, Cam Newton's MVP, they're 15-1. The truth is, when you got to the specific matchups in this Super Bowl, they got outplayed. All right, let's talk about Von Miller, DeMarcus Ware. We've discussed these defensive end linebackers for Denver and how much of an impression they made on this game. Let's think about who they had to play against. On the offensive line for the Carolina Panthers, you had Michael Orr at left tackle, the blind side. We all are familiar with him in the movie, Sandy B. And on the right side, you had Mike Remmers, the right tackle for the Carolina Panthers. They're both good players. Neither one of them are great players. They had, and going into this season, I can, I think pundits will agree with me that they were sort of skeptical about the offensive line of the Panthers. All right. Michael Orr pretty much was washed up and kicked out of Tennessee last year as being a has been. And over the course of the season, as they played well, there was a lot of hype and kudos and congratulations lifted and put upon the offensive line for Carolina and what they were able to do. All of that being said, when the matchups came out on Super Bowl Sunday yesterday, the truth was that Von Miller made Mike Remmers look like a fool. He got around Remmers with ease. All throughout the game, it looked like Mike Remmers was a revolving door. Von Miller was just moving by him so fast. And when that is happening, you're seeing the defensive Defensive lineman in the backfield so fast. All of a sudden, the run game doesn't work. All of a sudden, Cam Newton has less time to think of who to pass to. And on the other side, DeMarcus Ware made Michael Orr look like a fool. I mean, those, those guys were just eating their, their, their competitors for breakfast. And in those situations with those matchups, Remmers and Orr were totally outmatched. And they got beat. They got beat hard. Derek Wolf, Chris Harris... I mean, these defensive players for the Broncos were making their mark on this game. I think Derek Wolf might have had one of the, the strip sack fumbles. Himself. I think Derek Wolf, Derek Wolf might have been the guy who, uh, if he didn't get a fumble, he at least uh, he at least sacked Newton at some point, or maybe he did. I'm not sure. I just remember Derek Wolf having a, an impact on the game as well. 
uh, but they really, really blitzed a lot. They blitzed a lot. They changed their defensive um, look. And then when you had long passes going out of Cam Newton's hands, Aqib Tlaib and, and T.J. Ward, I mean, these guys were great. These guys, you know, Aqib Tlaib had a couple of really costly pass interference penalties, but he also had a couple of great defense, uh, pass defended, uh, pass defense, uh, passes defended. I'm going to say that sounds grammatically correct. Uh, it really, really just took control of this game. And, you know, the Panthers' D was, was pretty good. You know, Peyton Manning did struggle. They forced turnovers. They got sacks. But, but the Denver Broncos' D was better. Shane Ray came in occasionally and gave, you know, some rest to DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller. But it was all Von Miller. He deserved the MVP. You know, in some ways, uh, we talk about how Cam Newton was the number one overall pick in the 2011 NFL draft, maybe we should start talking about the fact that Von Miller was the number two overall pick in that 2011 NFL draft. And uh, Von Miller is going to be the first one to hoist the Lombardi trophy this year. Wow. Wow. Great game. Great game. Um, Probably would have been a better game. I think it's sad to say, but if the Panthers had actually put up a better showing, it's, uh, you know, they had done everything right all throughout the regular season. but and, and even through the playoffs, they steamrolled their way through the Seahawks and the Cardinals. And those two teams are not schlubs. But this Broncos team, quite a story for the Broncos to, to lose Peyton Manning midway through the season. For his play to be as bad as it has been for the course of the season. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think he does retire. I don't think he comes back this season. But defense wins championships. And that Broncos defense has been number one all season. And even if we look back at the season when Peyton was playing, they were still winning in spite of Peyton. Peyton wasn't putting up great numbers. He wasn't breaking records. They weren't winning because of him at all. They were winning because they had the best defense in the league. And and it came out again. Defenses win championships, and it showed it loud and clear the other day. And as amazing as the Panthers' defense is, it wasn't as good as the Broncos' defense. Wowza. Wowza, wowza, wowza. Great Super Bowl. It was close the whole game. Like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen a Super Bowl with this much defense. Think about it like this. Neither quarterback threw a passing touchdown in this game. Okay? There were zero passing touchdowns thrown in this Super Bowl. There were two offensive touchdowns in this Super Bowl, and one of them came with two minutes left in the game, okay? Before that rushing touchdown by C.J. Anderson to seal the victory for the Broncos, the only offensive touchdown in the game was Jonathan Stewart in the first quarter with a one-yard rush. Everything else was field goals, field position, and fumbles and turnovers. I thought it was a great game. I had fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, definitely came down to the, the, you know, the end of the game and you know, but but Denver had control. From start to finish, Denver really had control of this game. I think Carolina gave it their best and did, th- you know, they, you know they, they, they emptied the bullets in the gun. They, they threw every single thing they had at them. But at the end, you know, Peyton Manning being conservative of the ball, and as, even though he turned it over twice, trying to turn it over less than that, Peyton Manning being able to move the ball on third down, he didn't need to make many plays that were, didn't need to, didn't need to throw many passes that were longer than 20 yards but he got just enough to get what they needed to kick that field goal to put those points on the board to win the game. And God bless him. Peyton Manning's going to ride off into the sunset. His second Super Bowl title, he becomes the first quarterback to win Super Bowls with two different teams. I, I mean, just great work for the Broncos. They really, really deserve this. C.J. Anderson, Ronnie Hillman, Demarius Thomas. Yeah, I'm going to say Demarius Thomas right now because he might get forgotten in a lot of this. He only had one catch for eight yards. Demarius Thomas as a wide receiver was a bit of a non-factor in this game, but doesn't matter 
doesn't matter. Even though the stats don't reflect it, him being on the field, opening up passing lanes for Emmanuel Sanders, that's enough to deserve a Super Bowl ring in my mind. And you know what? He's got, he got his nice contract. He's got a Super Bowl ring now. All they got to do is go back and try to do it all over again with Brock Osweiler. And if this defense is as good as it is now, there's no reason to think they can't do it all over again next year with Brock Osweiler because I think Brock is probably a little better than Peyton is right now. But kudos to the Broncos, Pat Bolin, the Bolin family, John Elway. They really, really played their hearts out. And great, great, great season for the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton, Luke Keekley. I don't know if Thomas Davis will ever be back again. But Kelvin Benjamin, these guys are all going to come back next year. And you know what? With a team that's young like that, which is going to suffer one of the most painful losses of their careers, like happened yesterday, they're going to come back. They're young. They're hungry now. Now they're hungry. Now they're aggressive. You know, Cam Newton's press conference was pretty curt. I think he was a little rough with the media. I think anybody who is as passionate as Cam Newton is would be as upset as he was to lose that Super Bowl like he did yesterday. But it's just going to fuel his fire to come back and want more. He's going to be back next season. He'll probably be scarier than he was this season. And you know what? I think this is just the beginning. I think this is just the beginning of Cam Newton being a force in this league. He already was a force, but now he's a force on the biggest stage there ever is in in football. And I see him coming back to the Super Bowl and definitely competing again. We have not one bit heard the last of Cam Newton. Whew! Lots to talk about. Lots of excellent Super Bowl 50. I was not disappointed. I was wrong. My NFL playoff picks for the year will finish at 9-2. My only losses being when I picked against the Denver Broncos. I thought they were going to lose to the Patriots, and I thought they were going to lose to the Panthers, and God bless them how wrong I was. Congratulations to them. Guys, thanks for listening. This is a good Super Bowl recap. I hope you enjoyed the game. I really enjoyed the game. Uh, As always, uh, follow me on Twitter at SmithFaceJones. Email me at SamSportsStation at gmail.com. Please uh, subscribe to me on iTunes. Subscribe to me on Stitcher. Subscribe on SoundCloud. Um, Hit me up on Facebook. You know, all these places. I'm getting my YouTube channel geared up. Now that football's over, I will come back and talk about football because I'm such a football junkie. I'm going to find reasons to come back and make another podcast about football, and i got to keep the other football junkies, you know. i got to give you guys some stuff during the next, oh, six to eight months when there's very little going on. It's the roughest part about the Super Bowl is now the season's over and there's no more football for quite some time. But I'm going to fix that. I'm going to talk about stuff. I'm going to reflect on great teams that have happened in the past, look forward to the future and what's going to happen with some of our favorite teams, talk a lot more about football, and... Plenty of basketballs coming up because now the football season's over. That means we got basketball coming in. And you know what? We got a few things to talk about on the basketball end. Like, uh, I'm just going to a little sneak peek. The New York Knicks just fired Derek Fisher, their head coach. Whoa, I just put it out there. Okay, guys, we'll talk soon. Going to talk about some basketball, talk about some football, and maybe we'll get some other sports in there while we're at it, too. All right, thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Bye bye.